Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. This week we're here to do a quick recap of the 2022 European Championships that just wrapped up for the women, as well as give you our predictions for the upcoming U.S. Championships, which is right around the corner. A lot of you have been messaging us asking for our predictions, and your wish is our command. This one's for you guys. But we want to real quickly thank our gold-level Patreon supporters before we get to that. So a big thank you you to Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so, so much. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we always have a link in our show notes down below to find out about each of the tier levels, how much it costs, what you get at each tier level, all of those things, if you are interested. So feel free to check that out. And we hope that you guys enjoy this week's episode. So there's been a lot of meets happening the past two weeks. We have European Championships and Brazilian Nationals going on this week. The Commonwealth Games was a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure Chinese Nationals happened within the last couple weeks. At least I think it was Chinese Nationals. And then we have the U.S. Championships next week. Or I guess it would be this week when you're listening to this. (laughs) We're recording this on Saturday night, so um, we're going to touch a little bit on Europeans, at least what has happened so far of it, which would be the all-around and the team final, and then we're going to preview the U.S. championships and share our predictions with you guys in this episode. So starting with the European championships, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I didn't get the chance to watch the qualifying round, also the all-around final, it was the same meet, um, just because it fell during weird hours for us, and with work schedule and all of that, um, just wasn't something that I was able to watch live, and neither was Ashley, so um, I went back and watched individual routines, but I'm just going to read you the results, the top three, um, our podium was. Asia D'Amato from Italy with the gold medal, Alice Kinsella from Great Britain with the silver, and then Martina Maggio from Italy with the bronze. After the qualifying round, we also have our official list of all of the teams that are qualified to the World Championships later this year. So after all of the Continental Championships, we have China, Italy, Great Britain, Brazil, the United States, France, Germany, South Korea, Canada, Australia, Belgium, the Netherlands, Japan, Hungary, Spain, Romania, Finland, Argentina, Mexico, Taiwan, Austria, Ukraine, Egypt, and Sweden. Happy to see Romania back with the team. Um, Yeah, I was a little bit sad they didn't make it to the team finals of Europeans, but very happy nonetheless to have them going to the World Championships again. Yes. Yeah, times have changed with... Romania not being the same standard they were in years past, and then obviously Russia not there this year because of the war with Ukraine. Yeah, Russia's banned from the World Championships and Europeans. Yeah, so that kind of shakes things up a little bit on the international scene. Yeah, but you know, I think nonetheless, this is a really talented field on the international stage. 
that was what was so exciting about Europeans is we didn't really know who was going to win. Like, I mean, I think once the competition got started, it was very clear Italy was the top team. But, you know, going in, you would typically expect Russia or in years past, Romania was the top team. Or even Great Britain. I think lately a lot of people considered Great Britain to be one of the favorites for the gold medal. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with their team bronze at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the members of that team are still competing. Right. But I love a good competition where you don't, necessarily know who's gonna win i think that's what i love so much about gymnastics right now on the u.s side of things and also like i said on the international stage just super super competitive and so much talent spread evenly across the board it's really really fun to watch so for the team final we had italy come away with the team title great britain with the silver and germany snuck in there for the bronze their first ever team medal at a european championships i did not know that and that's so special too with this being kim Bowie's final competition she's been around for so long i believe if i'm not mistaken her first senior international competition was back in 2005 so yeah. She has been around for so, so long, and this, obviously, this meet was in Germany, so to see the Germans win a medal, and she got a standing ovation after her floor routine, there was so many tears, it was such a happy moment, and... She deserved the standing ovation. Yes, and I was so excited to see the team get the bronze medal. And what a way to go out, getting a medal in front of a home crowd, it doesn't get any better than that, honestly. So that's kind of what I was rooting for, I didn't even care the color, I just wanted them to get a medal. You just knew that Germany needed to get a medal. Yeah, so very happy to see that they came away with the bronze. Some other highlights. I guess we'll start with Germany because we're starting down at the bottom with... I, ha- I have a list here from, you know, Italy all the way down to Germany Top and to highlights. Bottom, we're going bottom to top. Yes. Hey, that works. Also, Pauline Schaefer-Betz, Beam, another highlight, of course. You come to expect that from her. Some minor checks throughout, but... I would say one of the best beam routines of the competition. And then Sarah Voss ended the rotation with a near stuck Yurchenko double fall that I believe was an upgrade. She only did a Yurchenko fall in the qualifying round. Yeah. And I believe somebody commented this on our Instagram. She's done that vault before in the past, like I think many years ago, but it was an upgraded vault here at this competition and, and more recently in her career. So at least at least that's what I believe. Um, either way, impressive as hell to go up there and basically stick a Yurchenko double yeah. to win a bronze medal for your country. And I think it was very strategic too because... They did mention that the whole lineup did Yurchenko foals during qualifications, but they had, you know, at least two people that could do Yurchenko doubles. So to see her come through in the anchor position and pull it out when it mattered most and to do it that well. It was so huge. It's not that she just like did the vault. She did it like as best as she could do it. Yeah, it was super high. She had a little bit of a pike down in the hips. It was a lot of a pike down in the hips. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm trying to be generous. It was such a big explosive vault though. Yeah. And the landing was the most incredible part about it. Yeah. She got a 14-3-3-3, which I believe is the highest score of the competition. I couldn't find the results, but going through Lauren Hopkins' live vlog, The Gym Tonight, and she was putting the scores, so I was looking through there, and I'm like, I think in this competition, that's the highest score that I saw. So super impressive, and what a way to end the competition. She had the whole crowd behind her, and then as soon as she did it, the look on her face. It was like instantaneous <laughs> victory. Yeah. <laughs> they just knew that they had done it. And it I love moments like that. A very proud moment for, I think, every German in that building. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I, I live for it. 
Going back up now to the silver medal position, Great Britain, they struggled a bit on bars, beam, and floor in this competition, which was a shame because after vault, they were only, I believe, two tenths behind Italy. So they had a good vault rotation and they were in the mix and then kind of just dropped off from there. But there were some highlights. Alice Kinsella really at these games had an incredible performance time and time again. Two for two now with the silver medals. Yeah, it's with the silver and the all-around silver with the team. And granted, I know vet finals haven't happened yet, but hoping maybe for some more medals there. But her beam in the team final was super steady, super clean, going up after a fall from Jennifer Ganarova. So a pressure situation to be in. And I was super, super impressed with the way that she was able to hit under pressure like that. She is not somebody who is known for her consistency in the past. So I've seen a lot of growth from her in such a short period of time. And of course, the Gadarovas, we love them so much. They're always a joy to watch on floor. Both of them didn't have their best floor team um, execution-wise, which is not really a surprise because they usually don't have, they're not known for their execution. We'll put it that way. <laughs> but they are both known for having really big tumbling and also for being really expressive on floor. And I am so happy that they have their same floor teams that they had at the Olympics because... They are two of my favorite Florentines at the moment. So I'm super glad that we are still able to experience the joy that they exuberate in those routines. But they seem so much more, I don't know if mature is the word that I want to use. Um, I mean that in like a good way. Like they seem, they seem a lot older since the Olympics. Do they not? They is do. it just me? No, they do. A little older, a little wiser, maybe. <laughs> and definitely a, a lot more experienced. I hope you cannot hear that plane going overhead. I'm sure they can. But anyways, please, please hold. <laughs> anyways, they are always a highlight for me, even if they don't do maybe as well as they are capable of doing. I'm always excited to see that. Yes, they're always a joy to watch. And then Italy, I would say Italy was just a really big highlight in general. They qualified to the team final in first place and looked amazing all day. Really didn't have a clear week event, which I think is really, really impressive for them. Bars and beams stood out the most to me. Um, but like I said, throughout the two days of competition as a team, they were just rock solid. We're entering our Italian gymnastics era. I'm here for it. So... Georgia Villa, she is someone that I am super, super excited to see back out there healthy and competing. She, of course, has been a talent for Italy for the last several years, but she missed out on the Olympics due to injury. Oh, and she was so close to making it to the Olympics. Yeah. Like, the Olympics were just right around the corner. And it's like, please, hold on. But she couldn't. Yeah, wasn't it? Like, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it a couple weeks before the she was supposed to leave for the Olympics? It was super close. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. But And I remember people thinking, like, why was she competing this close to the Olympics? Yeah. Now that you say that, I do remember yeah, that. It was really unfortunate. Yeah. But her beam routine, she nailed the crap out of it, honestly. She played it a little bit safe. So she normally can do a round off tuck full, um, but she just did the round off back tuck here at the European Championships both days. Um, so not quite full difficulty that she's capable of doing, but honestly, I don't blame her for playing it safe, especially when you have a gold medal on the line for your team. She did exactly what she needed to do. And also another highlight, of course, would be Asia D'Amato to close out the me, an incredible floor routine. Yeah, she was one of the highlights for me from the competition, not only because it was kind of the last routine that sealed the deal, but... 
Her landings were really, really clean. Her tumbling was difficult. She opened with a laid out full in, which was really, really nice. Good body position in the air. Brought it back with an Arabian double front. I mean, she just had really clean tumbling. And she almost stuck. I mean, not yeah. quite, but very, very close. Yeah, didn't give away much on the landings. And this Italian team, I am so, so excited about. I think that they have the potential to medal at Worlds. Yeah, I think if any year we're going to see a shakeup in the standings, it could be this year with Brazil. You can't count out them. Obviously, the United States are going to still be in the mix. China. China, and I think Great Britain, too. Obviously, they didn't have their best performance at Europeans, but... You know, I could see them being in the conversation as well. And I feel like we're forgetting somebody. We Obviously, we mentioned Russia's not going to be there. Yeah. Um, I it. mean, no, honestly, I don't want to say my predictions yet, but those teams that we named are... Um, the front runners. The front runners, I think, to get a medal could be in any order, which that's a debate that we can have another day. But super, super excited for the World Championships. Um, this Italian team, and also I felt that way after Pan Ams too with Brazil, mm-hmm. just like getting super hype, like I said, off the top. Not really knowing who's going to win is so much fun. And to have it be a team outside of the standard United States, Russia, for the longest time, Romania, or China. The um, fact that there's so many teams that are in contention for yeah. a gold medal. We're not just talking about getting a medal. Like, we're talking right. about who can actually win the world championships. It's not very clear cut. It's yeah. Not as a once for, Anyone's for the taking. Yes. I love it. Also, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Hungary. They had a great vault and beam rotation that allowed them to stay in contention for a medal all the way up until the last rotation, which for them with bars, didn't quite have the bar rotation that they needed, so they end up dropping into seventh, but still so much for them to be proud of, and I'm super, super excited to see this team continue to grow. They really have beautiful gymnastics that I think just needs a little bit more refinement. They need, you know, a little bit more consistency um, and, and difficulty, too, to be able to contend. I think on the world stage for a medal, but definitely a team on the rise. So I wanted to give them a shout out. I hope that this is a confidence booster for them to know that they can be in the mix. And yeah. the situation, it could have been different. Even if they didn't get a medal, they could have still been higher up in the rankings had they not had the mistakes on bars. So I think you can twist that and make it kind of a positive thing to know that, hey, if we hit our routines, we actually can be more in the mix than people might think. Okay, so we actually lied. We are going to talk about the event finals. I was editing the podcast and I was like, you know what? Event finals were pretty wild. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. So we'll just throw in here at the end the event final segment. So on vault, we had Zofia Kovac from Hungary with the gold medal. She did a beautiful double twist in Yurchenko and then a handspring front half. Definitely the best execution of the field. And she went up after two injuries so we'll get to that in a moment but she really had a long wait before her vault so and they got to go again thank goodness that was something that a lot of us were worried about i didn't time how long of a break there was but i would say there was probably close to 10 minutes where sophia and two other athletes were waiting you think it was longer than 10 minutes i for sure think it was longer than 10 minutes it felt like an eternity I'm going for like 15, 20 minutes. Because you got to think when like Trinity Thomas, that whole thing happened at NCAAs. Yeah. That was 15 minutes and this felt a lot longer than that. Honestly, yeah, I guess maybe it would have been, but... Like you said, definitely felt like an eternity. And so for her to be able to go up and do the vaults that she did so beautifully executed was definitely really impressive. 
And second, we had Asia D'Amato from Italy. She started out with a great double twisting your chango, and then she injured herself on her second ball, which was a Lopez. She landed really short, didn't put her hands down, which was how she was able to still come away with a silver medal, but... It happened quite a few times in these event finals where the gymnasts would do the routine and they they finish, they do the dismount, whatever it is. And yeah. Then they would like fall to the floor. But Asia was the first injury that we had. Yeah. Um, which was really unfortunate. We're hoping that she'll be okay for the World Championships later this year because I think the Italian team obviously definitely is going to want her. We've heard some reports and obviously we don't know how true it is to be certain because it hasn't come from her or anything yet, but... Um, we're hearing reports of a fractured ankle. So whatever the injury is, we're certainly wishing her a speedy recovery. And yeah. like you said, hoping that this isn't the end of her season. And then in third place, we had Aline Fries from France coming away with a bronze medal, which the French gymnast actually did really good in the event finals, but they did not have the strongest team competition. So I think this day of event finals was their redemption arc, <laughs> which I'm here for. I also wanted to mention Valentina Gorgieva from Bulgaria, who unfortunately was the other injury that we saw on vault in this competition. She injured herself on her first vault, which is a Yurchenko double twist. She was super short on the twist and she was grabbing her knee. There was a lot going on after that vault, to be honest with you. They ended up bringing out the privacy barriers. We were hearing some rumors from people who were in the arena that she had like an IV hooked up to her and I heard something about like a Oxygen yeah, there was just like... Which is possible that she passed out from the pain, and that's why they needed that stuff. Which is so scary. Yeah. And that was where the lawn pause came mm-hmm. before the final set of competitors on vaults. Um, like I said, I think it was probably at least 15, 20 minutes. It felt and like we didn't have time to recover from the first injury, and then we had another injury. Yeah, it was super scary. So, again, wishing her a speedy recovery and hoping that she's okay. I think hers... We're assuming it might be something more severe just based off everything that was going on there at the end and how long of a pause it took to um, actually get her off the podium. But we will give you guys an update if we happen to hear one. And of course, wishing her all the best and a speedy recovery. Um, bars, we had Elizabeth Seitz coming in with the gold medal for Germany. Actually, their first ever European champion on that event, which is super, super exciting. She had an incredible routine. Right, don't forget, home crowd here. Yes, so much fun, honestly. Every time the Germans had any remote bit of success, the crowd would have erupt, <laughs> and it was so much fun. That's always, it kind of reminds me of Brazil and the Pan Am Championships. Yeah. Just a super energetic, passionate crowd. Yeah, I was very happy to see their team doing well. And second, we had Alicia Gemato. She came in with the highest level of difficulty on this event, actually qualified in first, and she stayed in first all the way until the very end, but wasn't enough to hold off Elizabeth Seitz. But still so much to be proud of in this championships and also going up after her sister's injury. Mm-hmm. Has to, I had to imagine that it shakes you up a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, you know for sure that that was definitely somewhere in the back of her mind, but she obviously had to stay focused to do her routine. So major props to her for that. And then Loretta Sharpie from France, a great routine. Another one of those... Injuries, I guess, if you want to call it that, where she did the routine, she landed, and then it was the most bizarre-looking fall I've ever seen because she landed, and it seemed fine, but then she, like, just timbered over. Like, straight body just fell straight to the ground. Somebody tweeted that it almost seemed like 
a joke. Obviously it wasn't, but even looking at the reactions of some of the people in the crowd, I think people were like confused for a split second because it didn't seem like... It kind of reminded me of Margzetta Frazier when she did the elbow drop. Yeah. And she'd land and then she'd like jump in. It's like a wrestling move, but she would like jump onto the ground. Yeah. Because she, I'm like thinking back on it. I've only seen it once when I watched it live. I haven't gone back and watched the routine yet, but she like locked up and then fell to the side. Did she even salute? Um, I didn't think she did. I think so. So I was kind of shocked, I guess, to see that she came away with a medal. It's hard to say what the judges are going to do with something like that. Right. I I guess either way, it was a great routine aside from what happened at the very end. But we saw her after that, pretty quickly after that, seemingly okay, had her knee wrapped pretty heavily. Yeah, she was able to walk with... You know, a little bit of support, and then we did see her, obviously, at the end, go to get the medal, and she was standing up there by herself. Yes. Maybe just stunning a little bit, and hopefully she's okay. Well, she's one that's had a lot of injuries in her career, so definitely my heart stopped when I saw her fall. So glad that she at least appears to be okay. And then Kim Bowie had us in tears after her final routine. Such an emotional moment. Yeah, you can see after that routine that she was just soaking in. Every last second of it, she was kind of just looking around at the crowd, getting emotional. There was tears. They had a little tribute for her at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. This was the Kim Bowie show. This entire event final was like a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions because you have people getting injured, and so you're like sad and scared, and, and then you're people. having people retiring and finishing up their incredible career, and you're emotional about that. And then you have people winning and like these <laughs> victorious moments. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what to feel. Like, it was so many emotions within, like, what, a two-hour span? (laughs) It was a wild ride, for sure. I'm sure you guys can relate if you were watching. I wanted a medal for Kim so badly, but she seemed very, very happy for her teammate, Elizabeth Seitz, to come away with the gold medal. And she actually hung in there until the end. So it was actually her own teammate that knocked her off of the podium, but... Yeah, that kind of sucks, but... What a career, though, and so much to be proud of. On beam, we had another German come away with a gold medal. This time it was Emma Maluski. An absolutely stunning routine. She nailed her mount, which was a layup step out mount, which that's always one of my favorite mounts. That and just a simple backhand spring. So beautiful. And a lot of people in this event final were doing that mount. It can be really difficult, but she did it beautifully. Um, Also nailed her side aerial layout step out, her triple wolf turn. Had a great routine going. Actually ended up missing her feet on her dismount. And she does a full twist. That's what she did in qualifications at least. So it didn't end up actually being a mistake because she was still able to pull it around. But kind of was scary there for a split second when I saw her feet go off the side. And I was thinking that she wasn't going to get it around. But she looked happy and was able to hold on until the very end and get that gold medal. And second, we had Andine and Champong. She had a super clean routine herself. I actually thought that she may have gotten the gold medal, um, but she ended up with silver, which is still excellent. Yeah, her routine was beautiful. I think the biggest mistake was the dismount. She did a two and a half twist and took a pretty big hop forward and kind of to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, really beautiful routine, beautiful lines. And many of you may know this already, but she's actually committed to Cal and will be going there, I believe, next season, unless she ends up deferring That's for the Olympics. That's what she said. She said her goal was to defer for the Olympics. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, but either way, going to be at Cal in the future and going to be a star for them and in the NCAA in general. Yeah, very exciting. 
And then in third, we had another French gymnast come away with a bronze medal in Caroline Hadoui. Also wanted to give a shout out to Martina Maggio from Italy. She had the fight of her life on the side summit and otherwise a fabulous routine. She, of course, subbed in for Asia D'Amato, who went out with an injury on vault. So last minute sub there and was able to come through with an incredible routine. Wasn't enough for a medal. Um, same with Paulina Schaefer-Betz. She also had a really great routine. Did not get get credit for a switch leap right at the beginning of her routine she enters with a switch leap switch leap and kind of did like an awkward jump yeah didn't get the connection for that so she fought through though um got fourth i was a little surprised by that i thought yeah despite the you know the error on the mount i thought her team was pretty good otherwise and i thought it would be good enough for a medal obviously not necessarily gold but i was expecting her to get a medal and the crowd i think agreed yeah they booed <laughs> they were booing the scores <laughs> and so. she seemed disappointed with that as well obviously she's capable of much much more and this was a final where we actually saw a lot of falls so she you know despite that mistake in the beginning i thought still stood a pretty good chance to get on that podium with how well the rest of her routine was executed but unfortunately was not enough the judges didn't agree and then the floor final we had jessica gadarova come out on top she had amazing routine of course she's the reigning european champion in that event and honestly the best part of that that final for me was the twin celebration at the end <laughs> yes i think you and i both felt something during that because they were both so emotional like you could not tell which one won <laughs> because they were both equally as happy yes they were crying they were dancing yeah jennifer immediately ran up onto the podium and you could tell she was like gonna be in some of the pictures with jessica and had her arms up in the air like celebratory it was and... a victory for both yeah and also you could see jennifer in the background jumping up and down screaming during jessica's routine i just feel that yeah all the feels love it in second, we had Martina Maggio from Italy. She was actually the top qualifier. I kind of thought that her routine was going to get gold. Um, Jessica's routine was obviously phenomenal, but I thought Martina's was a little bit better. Her landings were impeccable. Very, very minimal deductions. Like the smallest tops that you could ever imagine. Um, it was a really well executed routine. So she did come away with a silver medal. And again, we've said this a million times, but so much to be proud of for this Italian team. They also had Andrea Andrioli come away with a medal in the bronze medal position. Hey, this is Brittany in editing. It's Angela Andrioli, not Andrea. I have no idea why I said Andrea. I literally had it down right on my notepad as Angela and I also didn't realize it when I was editing this the first time through so I just had to make an edit here and say that because I can't stand when I like say things wrong <laughs> so it is Angela and really and I was super impressed by her she had really fun dynamic routine with big tumbling entertaining choreography um it was her first major international assignment so to come away with that team gold medal and a bronze medal on floor is just absolutely incredible and she's one that I'm really really excited to see in the future I think that she has so much potential on this event and same with Anna Barbusu from Romania she had an incredible routine she was super thrilled with her routine um was hanging in metal contention for a bit there 
Yeah, um, all the way up until the very end. Yeah, she had some mistakes in the beam final, but I was really happy to see her come back and hit that floor routine. And, you know, I think that she's the future of Romanian gymnastics. So the future is very, very bright for her. At least we hope. Do we want to move on to our predictions for U.S. championships? Let's do it. I'm ready. So we can start with juniors. Or do you want to start with seniors? We can start with juniors. Okay. Let's do this. Say your top three... I'll say my top three, and then we talk. Okay. So, winning the title, I have Tiana Samaniscara. In second, I have Jayla Hain. And then third, I couldn't really decide, so it's going to be a tie between Ella Kate Parker and Audrey Snyder. Oh, okay. I have, not that. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I have this little list here. And I forgot to put Otter Snyder on it. So. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I have Tiana Samantha winning the gold, so we agree on that. I have Ella Kate Parker in second. I did, and then I was like, oh wait, Jayla Hang. I forgot about Jayla Hang initially too, because mm-hmm. then I had initially Madre Donson in third, and then I was like, crap, Jayla Hang. So I ended up putting Jayla Hang in third. There's so many juniors. I love it. Yeah. So let's discuss. We obviously agree on Tiana. That's the only thing that we yes, fully agree I on. Yes, I think that she's going to have, we've said this before, but I think she's going to have her Jasmine Fulberg moment where she goes from not making nationals to coming back and winning it that next year. Um, obviously, she's looked great in international competitions. She's ever on a, since last year when she didn't make nationals. She's been on a roll ever yeah. since. I think she looks great. Her gymnastics is great. She's super, super strong on vault beam and floor bars is really her only week event and i honestly don't even think it's that week it's not like a standout event for sure but it's not weak enough that's gonna like drag down her all around score by any means and i interviewed her friend say jim and obviously she's aware of the fact that it's her biggest event she said that she works really really hard on that event so i don't think she's like doomed as far as her all around potential i I don't think so Bars will come along, but I, I can totally see her winning this meet. She has the right combination of difficulty, clean execution, and consistency to make it happen. So in my opinion, it's hers to lose. But I think that obviously it's a two-day competition and consistency is really going to be the key. It's going to be who can hit, not only who has the most difficulty, but who can hit the most yeah. across the two days of competition. We're also not mentioning Hesley Rivera, who has been killing it. This is her first year of Elite. And she got third all around at Winter Cup, second all around at Classics. Yeah. She's not on either of our predictions. I have her on my other list. Yeah. So I have my top three, and then I have a bunch of people who I think are also still very much in the mix. <laughs> I went with Jayla because I was just really impressed with how she looked at Classics. She looked clean. She looked composed. I mean, she posted a 52.8, which would have put her third in the all-around mix with the seniors. Which is wild. Like, for a junior, a first year elite. To be doing that, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I liked what I saw at Classics, and I kind of feel like she's just a really solid, steady gymnast. She's proof that she can hang with the best already. Yes. No pun intended, by the way. <laughs> I we, did that, we did that in our last episode. We were like, Jayla Hank can hang with the best. And yeah. now here I am, like, actually saying it, not even realizing. I didn't even realize you said it either. I didn't either, and I, I said it. I was just, like, it. moving on, looking at my notes, and I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> But we love a yeah, good pun. I think I can see her honestly challenging for the title and most definitely getting some kind of medal. But at least for my prediction, I'm just gonna go with silver. So I had Ella Kate Parker as my silver medalist, which I think you could debate. 
Like, I'm not super, super confident with my predictions. I kind of honestly just went off of feelings a little bit. Um, Ella Kay recently moved to Woga from Cincinnati Gymnastics yeah. to be closer to her dad. Um, so her family is from Louisiana originally. So Texas obviously is not that far of a trip. So I'm super interested to see how she's going to look. She's really just steady and clean. Um, we've seen her a lot earlier this year for international competition. She won the all-around at Winter Cup. Yeah, the um, last two years she's won the all-around Yeah, Cup. so she's just someone that you can't count out. So yes, we haven't seen her, um, well, we haven't seen her since, you know, earlier this year because she wasn't at Classics. But I, I'm imagining that she's still going to be in the same level of preparedness and conditioning that she was, you know, earlier this year. Right. I, like I said, I originally had her second until I remembered Jayla Hain. Um, but again, I feel like any of these girls could, they could end up in any order, honestly. Ella Kate, she was seventh at Nationals last year, and that was her first year of Junior Elite. And she still has one more season to go as a junior, so like I could see her improving upon her performance from last year, and then, you know, maybe going out with a bang in her last year. I can kind of see that happening. Right, because she's so new to you know, the WOGA team and the WOGA coaching staff. I'm not sure how much time they've really had to truly work with her, like on her vault, for example. Um, Everything else, though, like I said, consistency, execution, she's pretty good at, typically, and I feel like that standard you can still expect carried to WOGA, just because it's not like she was injured or she took a massive, at least that we're aware of, you know, a massive amount of time off. So it kind of just seemed like a really quick transition that happened, and I'm hoping that it was a smooth transition for her and that she's been able to um, continue to improve her routines and get ready for championships. So I guess there's a little bit that remains to be seen there, but I still have her contending for a medal. Yes. And then I had Jayla Hang third, which we already talked about her. And then for me, I put, of course, a tie for third. (laughs) See, I didn't know we were allowed to do ties. Oh, yeah. You can predict whatever you want, sweetie. Okay. Then I'm also making Madre Johnson tie for third. (laughs) Because I initially had her. Okay. Um, I'm putting Audrey Snyder just because she was fourth at the U.S. Classic. How did I forget about her? I don't know, sis. I literally... She's beautiful. She really impressed me. I like her. I know. I love her too. I just don't know. I'm like shook that I even forgot. And she was on the Pan Ams team too. Yeah. Stepped in last minute because I think originally she was an alternate and then Zoe Malomo withdrew from the meet, which by the way, she's on the roster for nationals. So luckily, obviously nothing serious, or at least we're hoping nothing serious. I guess just because a gymnast shows up doesn't mean that they're not injured. We've learned that in the past, but yeah, hopefully things are well with her. Nice to see her on the roster. Um, but yeah, Audrey Snyder stepped in and, and did a good job at Pan Ams. So I like her. She's one of my new favorite juniors, I think. And Madre Johnson, which by the way, I want to make that correction. I believe so far in this episode, I'm saying Madre, but it's Madre. I'm trying to get better at pronouncing names right. <laughs> Anyways, she has, I believe, the most difficult bar routine. Yes. And one of the most difficult beam routines. Yeah. So Hesley Rivera actually has the highest D score on beam with all the upgrades. She did a classics. She's at a 5.7. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe Madre is not far behind. But she was second all around at nationals last year. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though she didn't do all around at classics, because she was coming back from a sinus infection, we do know that she is very, very capable of being one of the best junior all around gymnasts in the country. I was hesitant to put her up any higher because we haven't seen her on floor in a minute. But what we did see from her at Classics was pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
And I think with having that bar routine that she's capable of scoring very, very high on, and her beam work is amazing as well, like I said, I very much expect her to be in the mix. And there's others in the mix as well, of course. Dulcie Kaler, our Pan Am all-around junior champion. Don't really know what to expect from her because, again, like she's very, very new to the elite scene. But who knows? And Simone Rose as well. Yes. Don't necessarily think she has quite enough juice to get on the podium this year. Well, she doesn't have a lot of difficulty. But what yeah. she does do, she does very well. So clean. So well executed. I just am a fan of her. So... I would love to see her be in the mix if possible, but I do think oh, it's going to take a little bit of help from some Elise junior national team. Yeah, which that is top 12, correct? It's top. I, they keep changing it. Like, it's, it used to be top eight, then I think it was, like, top six one year, and then top 12. Please hold. So, it's top eight all around, but there's also a minimum required score that they have to get from the two days combined. So for the junior women, it's a 99 in the all-around. And for the senior women, it's a 101 or 101 mm-hmm. all-around combined score. So okay. if you finish in the top eight, and as a junior, if you get a 99 or above, obviously, that's just the minimum that you have to get, then you make national. So people. what if somebody got ninth and they got that score? Would they let them on? Um, they Me probably... asking you questions that you don't know the answer to. <laughs> um, I had a very long morning of putting together all the information people need for nationals, including, you know, requirements for the men's national team, which the men, they do things so differently and it's so confusing. I don't know exactly the answer to your question on the spot. I can look into it. <laughs> but I do know that they accept petitions and my guess is... Um, they would because there was something on there about additional spots maybe selected based on the needs of the national team. So if somebody happens, say everyone does like super, super well, everyone has like the best meet of their life and like say the whole top 10 went way above that minimum score they were looking for, they probably would add everybody just because they would argue that the national team needs Purely them. based off of like potential. So I would think it's safe to assume that yes. Basically, top eight with that minimum score locks you in. And it basically, you're in control of your fate, nobody else. Otherwise, they would have to add you, decide that they want to add you to the national team. So, you want to hear the senior men real quickly? How yeah. you qualify to their team? So, they can have a maximum of 20 athletes. Um, eight to 12 athletes are basically invited to the world selection camp, and therefore, automatically, they make the national team. And then they do an additional three athletes through this special discretionary criteria or approved petitions. And that's like a whole other thing. (laughs) And then any remaining spots are filled through all-around rankings. They can take up to five from the top five in the all-around that are not already on the national team from the other previous two things. And then if spots still remain, then they go to the 10-point program final results, and they can take up to five from the top five in that category. Y'all, this is too much. (laughs) Tell me about it. Like, imagine watching this live and trying to figure out, like, what they're going to do. And then we talk about men's gymnastics struggling with, you know, viewership and fans and attendance. And I think this is part of the problem. It's it's simply too confusing. Me, as a journalist, trying to piece things together for fans to make it... To make people, sense. So people just have to, like, look at this website and, like, there's all the things you need to know. I'm trying to spell it out for people. And it's really hard for me. You know how many times I've had to email the people at USA Gymnastics and ask for clarification on things? Yeah. Because it's just not... 
very easy to understand as somebody who has been following the sport for a very long time. I'm often having to ask friends who are very in the know with men's gymnastics or ask someone at USA Gymnastics to clarify things because it just is unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. Shout out to Kensley. Yes. For being the men's gymnastics expert. <laughs> she's like the go-to. Yes. And she's at Europeans right now. So I didn't want to text her and be bothering her with my questions. So I just emailed. <laughs> You're like, I will wait till next week. <laughs> I just emailed Meredith from USA Gymnastics. <laughs> okay. Anyways, are we done with juniors? Can we move on to seniors? Yeah. So my senior prediction, I kind of went back and forth with this a little bit, but Oh my God, you totally can go back and forth. There is no clear answer in my opinion. And that's what's so exciting about it. I love it. For the first time, kind of like we said with the juniors, honestly, although the juniors is usually a little bit more anyone's game, but the senior division has been for a while. It's like small bios or boss. Yeah. (laughs) But now it's like, who's going to win? Who's going to hit the most routines over the two-day competition? It really could go multiple ways. So... (laughs) This is just what I have based off of my gut instinct, my gut feel. Let's hear it. I have Leanne Wan winning, Jade Carey second, Shailise Jones third. Okay. I have Leanne Wan winning, Shailise Jones second, Connor McLean third. Now, I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm saying this first and then we'll go back. We don't know at this time while we're recording if Jade and Jordan, Jordan are doing... The all around. I believe I heard that Jordan Childs is not doing the all around, and I believe that Jade Carey is. I believe Jade Carey is as well. Okay, well that was why I didn't put them in my prediction. So uh, say that they are. Say they both are. Would that change your prediction? Um, I would probably take Connor McLean out, and then I think potentially if Shailise didn't hit, she would find herself in a trickier position. So I have Leanne first. You also have her first. Purely for consistency purposes, Leanne pretty much goes out and does the same thing every time you see her. Whether that was an NCAA, whether it's in her elite career, you can trust Leanne. Um, granted, she's doing some added difficulty. I'm looking to see if she'll be hitting that Bahard Raj in competition. Mm-hmm. So things like that are going to matter. But she looked really good otherwise. And yeah, she had a little like hiccup on her, I think it was her third pass on floor. But, but I don't expect that to happen again. No, her vault looked really good. Her beam was beautiful. And... Her tumbling on floor, with the exception of that third pass, which I do think was kind of more of a fluky thing than anything else. Yeah. Um, she looked really good. I was impressed with her at Classics, and I can see her having just a really good day two days. <laughs> For some reason, it just feels like hers. And you know how you have a feeling sometimes, and you don't really know why you can't really, like, justify it in any way? Well, I guess maybe you could it's justify it. It's just a feeling. It. Yeah, like, I, I think... I can see Leanne Juan being next cover of Inside Gymnastics Magazine because she won the national championship. Yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> and then I had Shailise Jones second. I also think that she could win. It's going to depend on if she hits her beam. Her vault, one of the best in the world. Controversial. Come for me if you want. One of the best double twisting your is being done in the world right now. Um, and I'm being sarcastic when I say that because people were upset that... Well, you're not being sarcastic. You're being serious, but you're being snarky because... Because it was getting... such a controversial thing for Ashley to tweet that Shaley's Jones vaults... Rival, rival Rebecca Andrade. Yes. I'm so wrong for saying that. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but anyways, she's great on bars. Her floor, beautiful. Um, really, it's beam. I think that's going to hold her back. If she can get through beam... Both days, 
She's on the podium. That's why. And she's also on the world's team. I agree. I put her third, though, because I don't know. She hasn't proven to me yet that she can be consistent in a meet. She's kind of struggled with consistency her whole elite career so far. True. Um, she's coming along. And she's coming along nicely. And who knows? You know, she could have a great performance at Nationals and absolutely, like you said, win the whole thing. So I have Leanne winning, but I actually want Shaylee's to win. So it's one of those things where, like, what you think is going to happen versus what you want to happen. I'm rooting for Shaylee's to win. I think it's her year. This is, like, her moment. Um, and I think the coming years will be as well. I'm not trying to say that she's, like, going to fizzle out after this year. This is her moment, and then this moment only. She's done after this moment. No, I think the moment starts now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to carry on until the Olympics, um, in my opinion. Should I knock on wood? Yes, because you're jinxing her. She's just so good. And there's so much potential that needs to be unleashed. And I feel like it starts this week. Yes. I hope so as well. But like I said, again, this is my gut feeling. So because we haven't seen her be super consistent, I kind of hesitant to put her up that. Yeah, I feel like a medal for sure because she's just one of the best. But I think Jade Carey, the reason why I put her second is because she is just really, really consistent and kind of like Leanne hasn't stopped since really, I guess, period, because she obviously the whole last year. The whole process She's leading been up going. to the Olympics, and then she went to college, and then now here she is. So, yeah, she's been going. She never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> she was at national championships last year, and she's back now. So, um, I think that, you know, with college, she has gotten probably even more consistent. She was doing a lot of the skills that she's going to be doing here. Um, she was doing that in college, so it's not like she's trying to work back her difficulty. I think she's gonna be good yeah she's in a good place coming in yeah and you know i don't think people really as far as elite goes i don't think people really have seen her much of an all-arounder but um right now i i do kind of see her being in that mix of being one of the top all-arounders in the united states so it's gonna be an exciting competition and i had conor mcclain third Mm -hmm. but that i think is probably just a feelings thing for me because I want her to get a medal so badly. Uh, and she's one of the best all-rounders in the U.S. and potentially thing. in the world she if she can. hits. Right. you got to remember, she won the Winter Cup with... Watered-down routines. Yeah, and a mistake on bars. Like she had, like, an empty swing, basically, out of one of her skills. And then when Flora only did a layout as her last pass. So yeah. not even doing full difficulty, but still had, like, one of the best meets. And, and she's had a lot of time, though, to get some of those upgrades in. And I wouldn't even really say work on consistency, because she is pretty consistent. Like, her vault pretty much looks the same every time. I wonder if we're going to see the Aminar, because that was something that at Winter Cup she said that she was training. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. That would be huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that would make her stock go up for making the World Championship team. Yes. um, Because nobody else really is doing that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's possible, depending on what upgrades Connor shows up with, and also just how consistent and how good she looks oh but she deserves that so much mm-hmm. i know i want her to win all the things she's my favorite and but... just after like the year that she's had she deserves nothing but the best she so. deserves all of the great things but yeah. yeah i i think that you know depending on what shape she shows up in i feel like she could very much contend for the all-around title as well so i want to make that clear that this is kind of just based off of classics and what we've seen recently and a little bit of just gut feeling and what you think is going to happen. But 
obviously in a sport like gymnastics, anything can happen. Totally. And I would not be surprised if Connor wound up somewhere, anywhere on the podium. Yeah. And like you kind of said, there's a lot of people that are in the mix. Um, Sky Blakely, I have her down here. Not on the podium, but I have her somebody who is going to be kind of in the mix and somewhere near the podium, I'm assuming, at the end. Um, I think that she just needs to show more consistency. So, you know, her vaults, um, she does a double twisting your chain go. She twists early off the table and sometimes causes her to have a funky landing. So that's something that I'm hoping that she's been working on in the last couple of weeks. Beam usually is pretty shaky, whether it's falls or just wobbles. Um, Looking to up the level of consistency there because she can be absolutely phenomenal on that event. And then Floor as well. Um, The last couple times we've seen her, she's been having issues with going out of bounds on Floor. So again, I think that she has a lot of talent, a lot of potential to be in the mix but she's got to put it all together for two days, not in a row, but two competitions in a row mm-hmm. in order to really put herself in contention for that world's team and also for a medal in the all around at nationals. Kayla DiCello, she's also somebody in the mix. I'm not sure if she's planning on trying for the world's team this year. I don't believe she is. Don't like quote me on that. I'm not like, We know that she's certain. going to Florida in the fall, but... I'd love to see her try for Worlds if that's something that she wants to do because I do think there may potentially be a spot for her, even if it's just as an alternate. Actually, right now, I'm not going to say what my team is, but I do have Kayla as the alternate for my Worlds team at the moment. But she's somebody who is very much in the mix. And, you know, especially if she has her full difficulty back, like... Obviously, Flora is a bright spot for her, but she can be really an all-arounder. Yeah, totally. Or... And she looked so promising at Pan Am's after coming back from a back injury. Right. So and watered down routine. What can she do with, you know, a few more weeks of time in the gym? You know, how will she look? I'm curious. Right. But I guess that's all dependent on if she wants to go to Worlds or if she's just going to go off to college. It's it's going to be right around that time. Yeah. That World Championship is going to be happening right around the time that she would be getting in the swing of things in Gainesville. So <laughs> time will tell. We also have Olivia Greaves. She was a surprise. I was not expecting that. I know. I totally thought she was going off to Auburn. So she tore her ACL in November of 2021. I'm not mistaken. And yeah, I kind of thought that that was going to be the end of her elite career and she was just going to, you know, go off to college. But she's like, actually, I'm going to compete at the US Championships. Well, interesting choice. The timing of that with Zoe Miller, who is one of the best bar workers in the United States, going out with a back injury, we may be looking for a bar specialist for the world championship team. So that's where someone like Nola Matthews will come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Greaves is really great on bars. She could be in the mix. I, granted, I don't know what her routine looks like. I'm I haven't really seen her see. in so long. So I don't know what to expect. I'm just putting it out there that she's going to be there. We're surprised by it. And looking forward to see what she can do because I think with Zoe Miller out, like I said, if there's going to be a bar specialist on that world's team, which I know some people think there may be, I think Olivia Greaves could find herself in contention for a spot kind of suddenly. Um, Not someone who I initially would have considered. And then I have to give a shout out to our girl, Lexi's Ice. She, for some reason, initially was not on the roster. USA Gymnastics was trying to give all of us a heart attack. Give us a little bit of a scare. But she's fine. She's going to be there and she's going to eat. She doesn't have the most difficulty, 
but man, is she consistent. Like we saw at Pan Am's, the only person to not fall in the team final on beam and the highest all-around finisher for the U.S. And, and that I, first international competition of hers, this will be her first national championship. Yes, and I think that that proves that she can handle the pressure, which is what some gymnasts might be feeling, especially in their first national championship. So I expect her, and this is something that she said last week in our episode when we talked to her, that she really has no reason to be nervous. You know, she's so prepared. She knows she's prepared. Um, and I think you can tell, you can just see it in her that she's a confident person. Yeah. And I think that's going to come through on the competition floor. So we want to hear from you guys. Who are you most excited to see? And then also send us your podium predictions for juniors and seniors. And we won't talk world's predictions just yet because I want to see, you know, what the U.S. can do. But eventually we're going to ask for your predictions for the world's team as well. We got to see what we're working with first. Right. Let's get through this week. And then we'll talk. But for sure, send us before the meet what your predictions are for the podium so we can all look back and see how right we are or how horribly wrong we are. Because that does happen too We sometimes. were pretty wrong with the Olympics. So <laughs> we love that too. It's always a nice humbling moment when you look back and you're like, wow, I was just so wrong. Um, In fairness though, everybody was wrong. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. probably everybody was wrong. Like there's very few people in this world that could say that they didn't have Simone Biles probably winning everything. Yeah. But, but anyways... <laughs> So before we finish up this episode, I just want to real quickly give you guys the schedule for U.S. Championships this week. Um, so this is how to watch, when to watch, all of that good stuff. It is a little bit confusing because I think we mentioned this in our episode last week. There is like 20 million different ways to watch these memes. They don't just have it all on one platform or one station. Like they used to when it used to just be on NBC and life was great. Yeah. And then now they're like... Day one is on this. Day two is on this. The next time you're going to watch a gymnastics meet, it's going to be on something completely different. It just <laughs> keeps changing, and it's really hard to keep up with. So the one thing that's consistent is if you want to watch podium training, that's on YouTube. And it's free. It is free, right. So it's accessible to everybody. The men will be going on August 16th. Junior men will be at 2.30 Eastern time. Senior men will be at 5 Eastern time. Podium training for the women will be on August 17th junior women again same time 2 30 eastern time and senior women 5 p.m eastern time and again that's all on youtube so anybody should be able to watch if they want to and then getting into the competition on august 18th we have men's day one juniors go at 1 30 eastern time that'll be on flip now which of course is usa gymnastics paid streaming service and then Senior Man will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Olympic Channel, or you can watch it on Peacock. And then August 19th is the women. Juniors are 1.30 Eastern Time on Flip Now. Seniors are at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Olympic Channel or Peacock. And then the men will wrap up competition on August 20th. Juniors go at 1.30 Eastern Time on Flip Now. Senior men go at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CNBC this time or Peacock. So day one stuff is on Olympic Channel or Peacock. And day two for the men is on CNBC or Peacock. And then we have one more switch up with the women on August 21st. Juniors go at 1.30 Eastern I said that weird. It was an Eastern University. <laughs> 1.30 Eastern Time 
on Flip Now, and then Senior Women are at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC this time, so not CNBC, just regular old NBC. Screw this! This is way too confusing. <laughs> or Peacock, if you prefer Peacock. And then for international viewers, anyone outside of the United States, you can watch on Flip Now, which might actually be kind of nice because you don't have to worry about annoying commentators. It'll just be the video board feed. You honestly might get to see routines that people on TV don't see because they're just going to play the broadcast, the feed that's being broadcasted in the arena. Yeah. That's what they're saying the stream is going to be. So you might get to see more gymnastics. You might get to watch it in peace, which would be kind of nice. And um, another thing about that too, I know it's a paid service and some people don't like that, but so far in my experience, me and Brittany's experience, we haven't had issues um, other than that one little blip with Hope's Championships where the stream wouldn't start. It started late. Yeah, but for the most part, the stream works. It works throughout the entire time. There's no buffering. There's good sound quality. They identify who's on the stream. Yes, it's, and so far it's been accurate. So yeah. um, it's it's not a bad stream compared to what we've had to deal with in the past. And it's nice that you can just watch the whole entire competition on one platform as opposed to having... You know, you need to have NBC, and you also need to have CNBC, and you also need to have the Olympic Channel, or you need to have Peacock. It's, like, too much, you yeah. know? Um, Ashley usually makes a really nice, clean graphic for Inside Gymnastics that's easy to follow, and you can see the breakdown for all the times, days, and where to watch in one place. So when she posts that on Inside Gymnastics, I usually retweet it on our podcast Twitter and pin it. So if you go to our podcast or Inside Gymnastics, whatever you prefer, it's usually going to be the pin tweet. And then I'll share it on Instagram before each day of competition as well as a refresher. And actually, as soon as we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to go get that posted right now. So by the time you're listening, it will be out as well as a story, I guess, if you want to call it that, an article. I don't really know what you want to call it, but I've gathered all the information that you need to know in a post called Everything You Need to Know for the 2022 U.S. <laughs> Championships, um, which will be on Inside Gymnastics as well. And it has pretty much everything we just talked about. It has dates, times, links, live scoring links, um, who's competing, um, the scores needed to advance to the national team, pretty much everything you need to know. So we'll post that as well. We'll put that in the show notes um, for easy access for you guys that does it for this week's episode we hope you guys enjoyed it and we hope that you enjoy championships next week ashley is actually going to be in tampa covering the event for inside gymnastics her first time ever covering a meet in person (laughs) i'm very very sad because i wanted to be in tampa but unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to make it work she's living that grad school life i will be at home crying on my couch trying to find ashley in the background from the comfort of your own home you can be naked if you want to be eating ice cream if you want to be i mean this is true yeah you can live your best life i have to you know look presentable and be presentable (laughs) yeah that's true and our friend sarah we have actually, we've had on the podcast before, um, we met her at Classics in 2013. She is going to be coming to stay with me because I don't like being alone because I'm a twin and I have problems with independence. <laughs> so Sarah, if you're listening, I'm excited to see you and I'm excited that I get to watch gymnastics with somebody while my twin is off doing important people things. Anyways, I'm rambling. We may or may not have an episode next week. It kind of just depends because Ashley is going to be in Tampa and she's going to be working a lot like her schedule is very 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 packed next week that I have a 
feeling that she's going to come home on Monday and be dead and not want to record. We had mentioned possibly if she's feeling up for it after the meet on Sunday, me and her doing a Zoom podcast, which will be interesting because we've never done that before with, with each other. So I don't know. I'm just putting this out there so you guys know what to expect. There may be an app. We want to do a recap of championships. It might just be a week later than maybe we would hope. We but. make no promises. Yeah, it's just trying to be transparent about our schedules and what's going on. But either way, we will talk to you guys very soon and we will be back with a championship preview at some point in the near future. Recap, you mean? Which is the same thing. Recap, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bye, guys! Bye!